And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Making it cool to be a conservative. Well, hey, listen, we're in number two of the Triple Dipper today. I'm calling it Choosing Choice. And that is a choice, by the way. It's a choice to choose choice. You have to, you have to want to go there because I'm going to tell you right now, it's, it's the teachers union has built in this, this, this mantra over the years that how dare you think that there's some other way to do education than what we've always done. And yet the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, in 2013, I was proud to be a part of the very first ever true, you know, broaching of the idea of school choice in Alabama. Um, and somebody who has now been serving uh, down there since 2014, a friend of mine, somebody who I served with the Alabama State Senate, is uh, Alabama State Senator Larry Stutz. Uh, Senator Stutz uh, represents uh, District 6 in northwest Alabama. Uh, he's been in office, like I said, since 2014. In his, in his non-Senate life, um, he's a medical practitioner. He's also a veterinarian, which is kind of cool. Uh, but uh, Larry Stutz, I understand, is considering uh, carrying a major piece of school choice legislation. And I thought, you know, let's get him on the phone. So without further ado, State Senator Larry Stutz, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Phil. Thank you for having me on today. Absolutely. Hey, appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you've always been one of the more conservative members of the state Senate. And it looks like you're going to be carrying the bill, I understand, this year for school choice. I am, and I just listened to your uh, introduction, uh, and you're right. It's an issue that's been around for several years. As you know, uh, Senator Marsh had uh, uh, a couple of different bills. Oh, did we lose his signal? Hey, Larry, I think, we're, I think we're losing your signal. Can you hear me okay? Well, I, I think we just lost his signal. I know he's at a conference right now, and he's doing the best he could to call in from uh, the conference. Larry, are you there? Can you hear me? I, I'm, I'm, I can still hear you, Phil. Okay, well, I got you back. We didn't have you at all there for a minute. You just started talking. You said yeah. Senator Marsh, and then we lost you all together. So hit it, hit it again. Okay, I said, as you know, from when you were in the Senate, this is an issue that's been around for several years. And uh, Senator Marsh uh, has had a couple of different bills, and this was a priority of his. Uh, uh, I said I've worked with him for the last couple of years on trying to formulate a bill and uh, said, we have a really, really good bill this year that uh, I think is exactly what we need to pass. Well, I agree. And what little I know of it, I, I completely agree. And we'll get into the details here in a moment. But let me ask you this. What's the mood in the caucus, in the Senate and in the House to pass something like this? Because what's been so aggravating is the last few years, even Del Marsh, who used to be the pro tem of the Senate, couldn't get his own bill out of House committee. Can we get it moved? Uh, I, I, I think so. I, you know, there are several other states that have uh, passed legislation in the, in the last couple of years, and I think the mood across the country, you know, the uh, governor's race in Virginia was decided really over a school choice issue. Yeah. And uh, 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 West Virginia has passed a bill similar to this. Uh, Arizona has passed a bill. In the last year, uh, Iowa has just recently passed a bill. So, you know, we, we're not one of the very first states to do it now. And even though we, when we were first talking about it, we would have been. But now other states have, have done it. And I think the mood in our state is uh, in favor of doing it. There are just so many reasons, uh, fundamental reasons, why it should be done. Well, and I, and I and I agree. I mean, the, right now, it, so you and I talking. I mean, this thing polls super high. 
among, especially among Republican voters, but it's really bipartisan. It polls super high to allow the parents to have a say in where their child goes to school. The problem has been in the legislative process, trying to get something past, you know, the old school, you know, you don't fund it enough, give it more money. We can. You know. So what what's changed this year? Is a change of leadership helping? Well, uh, I, I don't think it's that. I think we've had leadership that supported it before. I think that one thing that's going to make a difference is the polling numbers that you mentioned. It is a bipartisan issue. And, uh, uh, it, you know, uh, people that don't have choices now uh, should be so fundamentally for this. It's a great opportunity for their children. And uh, it, to me, it is just a fundamental right that parents should be determining this. And as we see some of the things that are being taught in schools, uh, I think more parents are paying attention to that. And uh, when you look at where Alabama has historically ranked in education, and, you know, our national ranking has improved some this year, but it's not because we got better. It's because through the COVID pandemic, other states got uh, worse than we did. And so we, we didn't really move up the scale. We stayed about where we were, and some other states fell behind us because they had more uh, egregious COVID restrictions maybe than Alabama did and less students in school. But, uh, uh, you know, for, for so for all families, I mean, and that's one of the great things about uh, the, the bill is it's universal. It is uh uh, parents direct the education of their children via either public or non-public education, and all children can apply for it. And the the other great thing about this bill is that anybody can opt out. And I don't expect there to be a mass exodus from public schools. Uh, there may be an exodus from schools from some schools that aren't doing well. But when you look at polling, most people are satisfied with the school that their children are going to. And so I don't expect a mass exodus. And any school can opt out. If a school says, we don't want to participate in this, then they don't have to participate. If a family doesn't want to participate in it and leave everything status quo, that's perfectly fine. It's purely about freedom and purely about the option of parents making that decision for their own children. I, th I think I think that's the huge philosophical underpinning for this is parents having the the first say. Um, but let me ask you this: in terms of the actual meat and potatoes of the bill, uh, Senator, so what will it do? How, how does this is, is an education savings account basically gets money set aside if you want it? How much money are we talking about, and how would you apply it? Uh, I, I can't give you an exact amount, but it is going to be in the six thousand to sixty five hundred dollar range. Uh, those calculations are not exactly finalized. You know, the the uh, fiscal analysis of bills uh, often takes a little while and to get the exact numbers down. But it's going to be in the vicinity of $6,000 to $6,500 per child. And that is the state portion of the of the education dollars. If, if uh, a child we'll say leaves a public school to go to a private school, only the state portion of the tax dollars goes with the child. Any right. local money or any federal money still stays with that school. So even though the child might not be enrolled there, only the state portion of the money follows the child. 
The other thing that, and it would be established in a education savings account that would be managed by uh, the Department of Revenue. The other thing that is unique about this bill that was different than the bill that uh, Senator Marsh had, even the one we had last year that he and I had worked on together, the other thing that is uh, unique about this bill is that uh, there's an incentive to save in the bill. So if you don't spend all the money in your education savings account, uh, it stays in the savings account and can roll over from year to year. Wow. And after you're graduated from high school, uh, no more money is added to the account. But we'll say, for instance, that uh, you were a homeschooler and you had put $6,000 into the account each year and you didn't spend that much. Well, by the time you were in 12th grade, you get to use that money for approved educational purposes until you're 21 years old. Wow. So, and... Yeah, Larry, I think we're losing your signal again. With them until they're 21. Uh, I said, and it stays with you until they're 21. Okay. Okay. Wow, that is... That I've I have never uh, heard anybody you hear use me that. On that now? I, I did, yeah. It, it, it came through uh, there, but I, I I did not. I had not caught that part of the bill, and I've never seen anything like that. So you technically have the ability to use it for post high school uh, education, right? For trade school, for college expenses, for approved educational expenses. So number one, that uh, part of the bill incentivizes you to. Use your money wisely because you get to roll it over from one year to the next and keep it to use for educational purposes until you're 21. But it also encourages you to further your education uh, when when you finish high school if you still have resources available. And uh, the other thing that is I think is vitally important about this bill uh, is is the impact we've looked at trying to be a, a military friendly state right and the most friendly military state and as you know i think it's an issue in huntsville and i know it's an issue in montgomery that if you live on base uh the schools that you're zoned to may not be a, a satisfactory school for your children and this would be a tremendous resource for uh for some lower-paid military people to have that option for their children. Yeah. Wow. Well, I just I so mean, it, 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 there's so many things that make sense about this bill. So let me ask you this, uh, uh, Senator. In the in the about a minute and a half we got left, do you have interest within your caucus, and do you feel like you're going to have co-sponsors of the bill? And then what have you heard uh, about the House? Uh, uh, absolutely. And, and uh, Ernie Yarborough is carrying the bill in the Good. House. All right. So he would he would be great for you to have on to talk about the prospects in the House. But I have talked to numerous senators about it, talked obviously to the Senate leadership. Uh, the uh, governor's office is aware of it. The lieutenant governor's office is aware of it. And they have uh, uh, early on in the draft of the bill, we've worked with the lieutenant governor's office to make a couple of changes in the bill that they suggested. So, uh, yeah, I, I think there's going to be widespread support and uh, I said I fully expect to pass it out of the Senate this year. 
Well, I think that would be amazing. And uh, and Senator, if you do it, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be championing your cause the entire way. So I want to I want to stay I want to stay in tune with this. And if there's something you need to come on to clarify for the audience, because I see this as being one of the biggest issues uh, of the year. Uh, especially in the wake of COVID, now that all the parents have had a chance to wake up and see what's going on with their children's education. And, and you're looking at other states like Arkansas uh, passing legislation uh, just this week. Um, so all said and done, uh, uh, Larry, I appreciate your work on this, and, and we hope to be there with you, uh, uh, you know, shouting for more. Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity to share it with your audience. and said I would encourage them to contact their House and Senate members. And uh, the name of the bill is the Price Act stands for parental rights in children's education outstanding and uh and uh uh and everyone that's that's uh, supporting it ask them to contact your senator and your house member and ask them to support the price act outstanding all right well hey state senator larry stutz i appreciate you as always and it's good to hear your voice and uh, you take care we'll talk to you again soon all right oh okay thank you so much phil all right take care all right, just move us to a break, Boomer. I can tell you right now, that's a good dude. <laughs> you know, I, we served together. I considered him a friend, um, but he's just a good dude, and uh, you can hear it in his voice. But he, I'm hoping that he is right. I'm hoping that we have, you know, the chutzpah right now in the House and Senate leadership. I mean, we got the majority. There's no reason why this can't work. Choosing choice. Y'all stay tuned. We'll talk about it more when I get back.